y'all. Welcome to That Tennessee Feeling. How is everybody? Hope you've had a good two weeks. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. It's kind of like a insight into what Southerners do on Sunday afternoons. Um, we just kind of sit around and talk and reminisce and think of the way life used to be. And some days that sounds more fun than actually living. Um, thank you guys for coming back for another episode. You guys are amazing. Um, thanks for everybody who's given love on the Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, you guys are just awesome. I love getting to know my fellow, my fellow Tennesseans and my listeners. And so it's been fun to interact with all you guys. Um, if you do have a suggestion or just want to say hi, I do have an email. It's that tnfeeling at gmail.com. Feel free to say hi, uh, comment, suggestions, anything. I love interacting with you guys. If you do have a second, please, 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 please go rate me on Spotify or Apple. It really helps get the podcast out there to people, and I really appreciate it. So today I'm going to talk about um, kind of an interesting thing in Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is full of history, music, and lore, and today we're going to talk about some of that lore. The story behind the lore is actually a really sad family tragedy, um, but it's one that still lives on today in Cleveland, Tennessee. In fact, you can still go see it. The unfortunate family for the family tragedy is the family of the Craig Miles family of Cleveland, Tennessee. And by all accounts, they were a happy family. They were well-to-do. They were enjoying themselves. Life was going good. The family had been in the town for some time, and they were well-known. They were also some of the wealthiest. They had maintained their fortune to the Civil War because they chose to be smart and deal in gold and not in Confederate money, which saved them once the war was over. Let me tell you a little backstory on the Craig Miles. Craig, John Craig Miles came to Cleveland in 1850s. He came with his brother Pleasant to operate a mercantile business until he got tired of small town Tennessee. I can say I kind of understand that. Um, but he got tired of it and he traveled out west where he realized there was fortune to be made in shipping business as the west was at that time where the most basic needs were, you know, they needed the basic supplies to begin to form the West and the rest of the United States. And so he realized that there was a fortune to be made in shipping supplies from Tennessee or the East Coast over to the West Coast. So he he did this. He started his own business and he made a fortune. Um, he made an absolute fortune. He came back to Tennessee, a wealthy, wealthy man, and he began to court Adelia Thompson, the daughter of the local dops, doctor, Gideon Blackburn Thompson. And, of course, they courted and they fell in love. And they were married on December 16th, 1860. Well, it wasn't a happy it wasn't a happy time as war, the Civil War, broke out not long after they were married. And John was actually given chief commissary agent of the South, which meant that he bought goods for the Confederate Army. So he bought, like, food and clothing and bullets and things that they were going to need to win this war. Except we all know they didn't. Um, but he would buy these goods and then he would sell these goods that he personally bought back to the army for a profit. So basically he bought the goods and then resold them as that was his position from himself. Um, and he would only do it in gold. He would only deal in gold. He didn't want Confederate money. He would only deal in gold. And that actually made him a very, very smart man. And it turned out to be a huge profit during the war. So when the war ended badly for the South, and the money was essentially useless, it did not end bad for him. He was able to keep his fortune and his positions. 
Now, he was still married to Adelia at the end of the war, and she actually gave birth during war. She gave birth to their first daughter in August of 1864, their daughter Nina. And everybody was over the moon with Nina. The entire family, John, the entire family, the grandparents, they were devoted to this little girl, and she was absolutely spoiled. She was... She went everywhere with her family, especially her grandfather. Her grandfather, Dr. Thompson, was just, he he loved this little girl. He would take her on walks through downtown Cleveland. He would take her to medical calls in his buggy. Everybody in town knew Dr. Thompson, and everybody in town knew Nina. They spent a lot of time together. If you saw Dr. Thompson, you probably saw Nina, and vice versa. And, of course, he found quickly that her favorite activity was buggy rides. So he would take her on these buggy rides all the time. And, of course, as they would go... Uh, on these buggy rides, she would often want the horses to go faster. And Dr. Thompson was known for being a pretty sensible man, and he always would keep it in control, but inevitably he would give in to the little girl's request, and they would go faster. And at times, they would even let her hold the, he would let her hold the reins as they went on the rides. Of course, he kept control, but he would let little Nina hold these reins, and she would just love it, and people would hear her giggling and see them going through town and having fun. Um, And the doctor was often seen doting on his granddaughter and just really enjoying this part of his life. And life was going so well up until October of 1871. Unfortunately, the good times came to an end. October 18th, 1871 was by all counts any other day. Uh, Nina and her grandfather were riding through town. Things were going well. They were having fun. Um, But the actual specifics of what happened aren't clear. But things did happen and go very wrong. As they were heading through town, the buggy went right into the path of an oncoming train. Now, they don't know if the horses got spooked, if the doctor was too busy paying attention to Nina to not pay attention to the train, if the train didn't sound its whistle that it was coming through. But whatever the case, unfortunately, the train and the buggy collided. And we all know that that in that case, the train won. Dr. Thompson was thrown clear of the buggy, um, but I have a feeling he wished he wasn't. Unfortunately, Nina was killed instantly. She was crushed in the buggy. Um, The train had a steel cowcatcher on the front of it, and the buggy did not stand a chance. Um, Dr. Thompson suffered some injuries, but that, you know, nothing compares to losing his little granddaughter. And the entire town was upset. The entire town mourned for this family because everybody in town knew the family and knew little Nina. They had seen her in the shops or riding through town or with her parents or her grandparents. And so the entire town was upset and sad. And the family, however, was said to be in a complete loss as this was their only child and their only grandchild. And they barely made it through the actual funeral service as it was a very sad occasion. And the family continued to grieve and almost immediately they wanted to memorialize their beloved Nina. John took it harder than anybody and he wanted he wanted everyone to know of his love for Nina and to never forget little Nina. So he wanted to build a church in memory of his daughter. And since the Episcopal Church in town had no place to meet, he decided he was going to build them a church in Nina's memory. The church was built and completed on October 18, 1874. That's three years after little Nina had been killed. The church was beautiful. It actually is an amazing building. It's uh, named St. Luke's Episcopal. The date it was completed on was the anniversary of St. Luke's Day, hence the name the reason it was given that name, but the church itself is gorgeous. You can still see it this day in Cleveland, um, and it is an absolute gorgeous architecture. Beautiful. I recommend going to Cleveland, not just for this Laura, but just to enjoy Cleveland. But 
He didn't just build the church. He began to build a mausoleum as soon as the church was completed. He wanted a nice resting place for Nina. And the mausoleum was constructed at the rear of the church. It was built with white marble that was four feet thick. The mausoleum is topped with a spire that rises some 37 feet into the air. The tomb had six shelves built into the walls, and in the center was a marble sarcophagus which held little Nina's body. And of course, the mausoleum didn't stay empty. Nina wasn't alone in there. She, uh, The family soon began to pass and fill up. John passed away in January of 1899 from blood poisoning. After falling on an icy street in the downtown area, he was falling and he fell. He got hurt and somehow his injury turned sepsis. So unfortunately, he passed away um, some probably, I think, what, 15 years after he built that mausoleum or the church. So, you know, he had a place for himself. Adelia, who remarried after John's death, was killed in um, September of 1928. She did live longer. She was killed by an automobile. She was hit by an automobile. It didn't say anything about how the grandparents died, but um, I have a feeling that Dr. Thompson probably didn't live a a happy life after that, unfortunately, with his memory of Nina. Now, while the family is an interesting one and a wealthy one, it still is a tragic past. Um, The story of the Craig Miles did not live on because of the philanthropic, what a horrible word, because of the philanthropic legacy or of the family's great deeds. No, it lives on because of that little Nina's mausoleum. And you're like, what is so interesting about a mausoleum? Well, the mausoleum is said to be, I don't, I don't think it's haunted, but tainted. Um, the mausoleum is said to have bloodstains on it that appeared sometime after Nina was put there. And it's interesting red-brown stains. Um, the caretaker noticed these stains and attempted to clean them, but they always came back. The stains also seemed to grow darker as each member was put into this crypt. That's kind of creepy. They've tried to replace the stones. They've tried to wash them away. They've tried to paint them. But the stains always come back. And the locals began to believe it was blood stains coming from the stones in response to the tragedies the family had suffered. Because the Craig Miles did have a pretty tragic past after, you know, when Nina passed away. And then um, as John died and Adelia finally joined him, um... You know, there wasn't, nobody, nobody had a happy death. Nobody just died peacefully in their sleep. Um, so I could see that that is one, one way to put it, that, you know, the blood represents the tragedies. Um, and you can still see the stains to this day. You can go to Cleveland, you can see this beautiful church, this gorgeous, amazing church, and you can see this crypt. Um, it's a beautiful white building with a huge spire. And you can see these stains. They are on the door and the mantle of the crypt. And nobody can figure out why, because... Chemical analysis of Italian white marble doesn't actually have any properties to support a brown or red stain. It is pure white marble. So they're not really sure why or how these stains got here other than I kind of believe the townsfolk. Maybe this is just the Craig Miles's tragic past making itself known over and over and over again to never be forgotten. John didn't want Nina to be forgotten and maybe that's just how it's continued. Um, the mausoleum is a well-visited spot in Cleveland today because of its legend and its architectural masterpiece of the church that sits behind it. The family and the legend are just another part of a small town in Tennessee history. Um, Cleveland is a great little town to go visit. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's on the way down to Chattanooga. 
And so if you are ever in Cleveland, Tennessee, be sure to stop by and say hi to Nina and see the beautiful church that was built in her honor and the tomb that shows the tragedy of the Craig Miles family. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that it's the tragedy or do you think that the stone is just, I don't know, messed up? Or what do you guys think? I would love to hear your opinions on it. Um, I don't know. I feel for the Craig Mouse family. I feel that, you know, they made it through so much. They made it through the war. They made it through anything. It was hard living in the 1800s and they made it and then only to lose their one and only child. I can't imagine the pain and suffering that they had. So yeah, go to Cleveland, check it out, eat some cool restaurants, visit some cool places and say hi to little Nina. I've actually been by this church. It is actually gorgeous. I unfortunately did not know of the um, this legend at the time. I wish I had, but I'm going to go back soon. And when I do, I will take pictures and post them on Instagram for everybody to see. Um, but I just think, I thought this was an interesting piece of Tennessee lore of a small town in Tennessee that has such an interesting past. So thank you guys for listening. Um, don't forget to check out the social media sites the podcast has. Please leave a review on Apple and or Spotify so that more people will see about the podcast. Um, I hope that everybody continues to be nice to one another. I know that Tennessee is going through some changes right now. I know that not everybody is happy with those changes. I know that I'm not. I'm not going to turn political here. But just know that I hope that we treat each other with respect. I hope that we treat each other with kindness and comfort and that we can embrace each other's differences. So thank you for listening today, guys. Don't forget to drink water. Stay hydrated. Um, it is getting warm outside, so wear that sunscreen when you go out in the sun. Try not to die from all the pollen and allergies going around right now. I hope that you have a great week, and don't forget to stay country, guys.